0: Friends beyond binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, trekkers, trackers, patrons, uh, it's time for Sleep With Me. Podcast you make possible, my patron peeps. What do you say we get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome. It's this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm gonna do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, you know, things you're thinking about, past, present or future. So thoughts, feelings, anything coming up for you emotionally, uh, like related to your thoughts or just in general, that's there. Stuff you're feeling, physical sensations, changes in time or temperature or routine of, you know, life events. I know, I know. It's Yeah, that's why I'm here. Any of those things, or a lot of times it's a layers of those things, Whatever's keeping you awake whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind keep you company and take your mind off of that. That's my job. You know, s- speaking clearly is not my job. But uh what I could do is uh send my voice across the deep dark night here. Uh, could, like create a s- safe place with some smoothing and padding and you know, I got that safe place, smooth pad, rubbed down. I say, "Hey, it's open here for you." Then I send my voice across the deep dark night. I use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. I go off topic. I get mixed up. Uh, I, I get mixed up. I, I go off topic. I, I get confused, and that's the whole. That's what I do here. So. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm already mixed up. That's why. So, oh, so, so all to put you to sleep and keep you company while you drift off. And if you're new, if you're a regular listener, that was really a lull uh, there. I got mixed up. I said, where, where was I? But if you're a regular listener, so if you're a regular listener, you know, that's a pr- pretty early for me to get mixed up, I think. If you're a new listener, I'm glad you're here. Let me give you some information about the podcast so that you, you, like, you can understand how different it is, and hopefully, it'll help you fall asleep. But, but you probably want some information because if you're new, you may be skeptical, you may be doubtful, you may be unsure. So. uh Uh, let me let me tell you so so a couple things if you're new to know one this is a podcast you don't really listen to obviously i've done probably a thousand of these intros and i still can't do them in a concise way so this is a podcast you more consume like when you're looking at water and there's sometimes when you're looking at water like tropical water you might say oh boy i hope i remember this it's really uh that uh, tropical water looks good. Uh, but there's other times you're looking at water and, and you say, Man, that water, I really like looking at water for a few minutes. And then you move on. You say, Wow, that's like flowing or waving or sitting. You see, it's even tepid water. Talk about something that doesn't get like, uh, that gets associated with only, you know, all or nothing thinking, which I'm a specialist at. Uh, but there's probably, hopefully we could sing the praises of tepid water for the first time, balanced out with the needs, you know, that maybe has to be dealt with. So again, we're not going to be all, I'm not going to only sing the praises of tepid water. Tepid water, you're imperfect like a human. That's my ode. Oh, so yeah, I go off to, oh, so this is a podcast you'll really listen to. It's also a podcast that doesn't really put you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. That's why the episodes are about an hour, so you have plenty of time to drift off. You don't have uh, to wonder, oh, is the episode going to end before I fall asleep? No, I'm here. I'm here to keep you company if you're awake or asleep. So if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here too. I'm here to the very end because that's my job is to be talking keeping your company, taking your mind off of stuff, whether you're awake or asleep, uh, whether you need me or not. So if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here. I just want to repeat that again because being repetitive is also another one of my specialties, but also it's important. So those are two things. The other things that can sh- 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 throw new listeners off, other than my creaky dulcet tones, my stuttering, my my getting mixed up is... It takes a couple times to get used to this show. Like I said, it's totally natural to arrive to this podcast and be skeptical or doubtful, because if you're listening to this show, you've probably tried other stuff to put you to sleep, right? And it may or may not have worked, or it may or may not have worked consistently. So you know that's why I'm 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 here is to 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 help. So that's a, like uh, another thing to know is. Uh, i don't know i don't know why i'm so mixed up today so so if you're skeptical or doubtful that's totally natural just give the show a few tries that's what most listeners that became regular listeners say in their reviews of the show hey it took two or three tries for me to get used to the podcast because it's so different it took two or three tries for me to just start barely listening to the show so give it a few tries there's really nothing to lose uh and I hope it can help you. It doesn't help everybody. I'm just not everybody's cup of tea. If you if you listen a couple times or you know right away, Scoots, you're not my cup of tea. You may even be using stronger language than that. You could always go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. And you find a bunch of other sleep podcasts and stuff there. So there there's that. Uh, And uh, what else? Uh, So, definitely not for everybody. Oh, structure the show. Now, my new listeners, uh, I want you to tell you about the structure of the show. My regular listeners, they've kind of adjusted how they listen to how they like the podcast is one part of their bedtime routine or one layer. Or for some listeners, it's part of their when they wake up routine or when they need some soothing routine. Or maybe their all-night listening routine. So as a new listener, you could kind of see what works for you after you listen a couple times. But it definitely throws new listeners off the structure of the show. Show starts off with a greeting, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. And uh, something I said something about Star Trek, right? Uh, or didn't I say, oh, it tap, and it fans of tepid water everywhere. Uh, I'm sure there's a planet with tepid water in Star Trek. It would be an interesting atmosphere, but there's gotta be, is, is that what primor was primordial soup tepid N- by necessity? I don't know. I mean, I picture it bubbling and, in, in, you know, like, uh, in, in churning occasionally, and to to the sweet sounds of Helen Mirren's voice, I, I, if I if I I take my primordial soup with a side of uh, Helen Mirren narration, if if I can, I, you say, Scoots, where can I get that? I say, I don't know, maybe a IMAX movie. I'm not exactly sure. It's Somewhere, it's somewhere, in my archetypal brain. Uh but where where else was I? So oh, so the the structure show. So greeting then there's listener support for you then there's support for the podcast via the sponsors or patreon then there's an intro so the intro starts somewhere like around 6 or 8 minutes into the show and it runs for about 12 to 20 minutes uh, long and i'll explain more about the intro then after the intro is business uh, more sponsor stuff just that's where that's the prime spot where sponsors want to be in is like the first after the first third of a podcast. Uh, and plus the show supposed to ease you into bedtime. So that's the sponsors. Then there's our Star Trek coverage. And we'll be talking about the episode Q Who. And you don't need to have seen Star Trek The Next Generation before to enjoy this. It'll be very, it'll put you to sleep. I, I mean, or take your mind off stuff, no matter if you're familiar with it or not. So, uh, uh, and that will probably be like around 50, 55 minutes long. Then there's some thank yous at the end of the show. So that's the structure of the show. And the reason the intro is like so long, or some people at first, when they say, why is the intro so long, uh, is to ease you into bedtime. It's to help, uh, like, uh, I'm, I'm here to like walk at your side while you fall asleep. And for a lot of us, that means doing something to wind down or get ready for bed or get in bed and get comfortable or do something else relaxing for 15 or 20 minutes or just not have the pressure to fall asleep. You could get in your bed and get comfortable. Maybe you're sitting up or maybe something else and you're listening and there's no pressure to fall asleep. We're winding down. We're leaving the day behind. And that's what the intro is and it's like so so for new listeners, you kind of get the idea uh, what to expect and by just provide example after example by going off topic. And for regular listeners, it's like familiar but different every single time, and that way, whatever parts you are keeping you awake or jockeying for your attention. They can't really adjust because it's different every time. They can't say, well, I know what Scoots is going to say next. They more say, well, eventually Scoots will, is he going to, and they say, well, is he going to talk about the tepid, when's he going to talk about, will he remember to talk about tepid water ever again? How much of Scoots' entire, like some people are whatever, 98% water, Scoots is 88% primordial soup. And I say, actually, no, we recently got it measured on primordial goop. I'm um, 44% primordial goop, 44% primordial soup. So even my primordial's watered down. Uh, hubba hubba. <laughs> Talk about, uh, say Scoots doesn't do dad jokes. He does, uh, I don't know what to call them. He does some sleepy, sleepy half jokes. Uh, so, okay, so that's the structure of the show. The reason I make the podcast is because two reasons. I've been there. Tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. That was me last night, trouble staying asleep. Uh, So I I know how it feels. I know how it can feel. I know how it can feel physically, emotionally, the thoughts, the feelings, the physical sensations. I've had those. And so if I can keep you company and take your mind off of some of that so you can drift back off or you could get to sleep, uh, that's really makes me feel good because I know how it feels when it doesn't feel good. And if I can make something out of bedtime that you look forward to instead of D-R-E-A-D-I-N-G-ing or whatever, however, the whatever that word is, that's how I've always viewed bedtime before I started making this podcast. Uh, if I can make it something at least neutral, that that's special to me. And then the other thing is, you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve some rest. You deserve to be rested for tomorrow, so you could live your life. And if that can happen, uh, our world's a better place. And some people brush that off or say it's whatever. But I don't know, but it, it is important and it is true. Like it's actually a fact. Like if you're if you're a little bit more rested, the entire world's a little bit better. So that's important to me. Um, And I I mean, I think that's mostly it. I guess I was trying to get back to that tepid water. I mean, I guess all or nothing thinking, like I said, is a a specialty of mine. So when I first thought of tepid water, I said, okay, well, here's all the things. And I say, okay, well, yeah, those are all things associated with tepid water. But it also might be nice to look at. Some people may call it a home. Some beings, even though you're saying some of those beings, we prefer as humans, would prefer they don't make their homes there. You'd also say it's not the temperature; it's a temperature that's neither <laughs> neither cooling nor soothing. Uh, and I'd say you, you you're like me. You've you've waded into tepid water before. I hear you. I know how I tepid water. I know how it feels. <laughs> That could be a poster with, that could be on the cat poster too. And I I mean, I'd say, yeah, I know how you feel. Tepid water, I know how you feel. I felt, I mean, tepid, that's like, we say, Scoots, how do you approach adventure? Like tepid water, man. I got my toolbox full of primordial goop and uh, I tepidly approached adventure. So, um... But yeah, I mean, I don't. I guess I wouldn't call tepid water underrated. I would just say let's try to look at it in a more like a like in a not all or nothing way. Because they say, well, I just don't know quite enough about you to totally sing your praises. Other than to say, tepid water, give it a shot. Look at it for a little while. You don't need to wade into it, but maybe even I could wade into it one day or dip my toe in and say, huh, that is an interesting temperature. It, you know, the temperature of tepid water is normally like the same temperature as soup, right? Like after soup that you don't have to blow on, but it's still a good temperature to consume. That's the temperature I associate with tepid water. Maybe a bit cooler than that. Because you say, it's not bath, it's not the temperature of bath water. Oh, that sweet, sweet bath water that's ready to relax us. Now but so I don't know. Tepid water. Give it, did I say tepid water? Give it a shot. Uh, so I don't know. I guess, it. I, I mean, as much as I wanted to sing your praises, I'm sorry, tepid water. All I can say is that I guess I could say, I got to, I got to put it back on me. I have to accept my responsibility to go out there and, uh, Give you a shot, give you more attention of my attention being in the present moment with tepid water. Uh, one of my many books that I'll never write, or you know, meditations on existence. So to get back to all of you, dear listeners, I'm glad you're here. I work really hard on this show. It takes a few tries to get used to, but I really hope, I really yearn, I really strive, I really want to help you fall asleep. Thank you again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we're able to do this for you free twice a week. All right, everybody, Scoots here. And I want to thank all the patrons who submitted ideas for this round of Star Trek episodes, The Next Generation. I'm just getting everything started. Let's get this started right here. This TNG. Let's get it started, uh, Scoots. Well, I'm trying to. All right, so I have the uh, closed captions turned on. I have it on mute. And I'm ready to play it here. We're covering tonight. Q who who Q who. Not boohoo. This is a boohoo episode. And I guess I never covered this before. Maybe this will be a B O R G centric round of TNG episodes. I'm not sure. And I'm not even sure how we're going to soften the old. Uh, Our silicon friends, silicon, I think. These are uh, our friends uh, that uh, bio-silicon, or what do they call it? There's something, growth growth hacking now. I don't know. We'll think of it, though. But uh, this starts off with an enterprise. Let's do the poetry-style readings first. Cause I kind of liked that from uh, the, the tail end of uh, the Mandalorian season. So I'll read a page or two and, and then we'll go through and hit play. Cause <laughs> yeah, this writing, uh, straight and enterprise sp- 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 spree or space hot Charlotte pledge, uh, hot chocolate, please, uh, sound effect confirms order question mark check the dialogue scoots it says the whole episode exclamation point exclamation point Geordie but it is spelled with the geode is tense now nah, st- n- oh so great or no great li- no great liking multitask Oh, not great listening Multitasking. That glass must be warm! Exclamation point. Or is it a double-walled glass? What is that? Splat! Oh, Captain! Wondering about? Oh, Captain, my Captain! Ensign, Starbase One Seven Three, my friend. Uh, poor Sonya! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Crayon. First, Im- impsing exclamation point exclamation point carry on. First impressions. I can interpret that. First impressions. I wrote it again. Dialogue. When I say dialogue, that's when it means my notes. Just, just check the dialogue. More for, foreshadowing, but I spelled foreshadowing with like forty-five syllables. F O R E S H A W-D-O-L-I-N-G. I I mean, I just wrote it quickly. Uh, Deck nine in shuttle. Blue light light WTF dialogue. A little cleaning. Nowhere near your vessel. Shuttle alone in space. So that was our first segment. So yeah, we have the Enterprise moving in space or seemingly moving. Goes by on her right side. We have Sonia uh, ordering some hot chocolate. Jordy gives her a hard time for saying, please. People don't normally do that. She said, well, if it's intelligence circuitry, why not? Uh, Artificial intelligence can be dehumanizing. So why not some simple courtesies? So I just pause it here because I just wonder how far in the future like this foreshadowing goes because i'm not super familiar with the borg i mean i'm familiar enough i don't have an uh, in-depth familiarity with the borg storyline i mean i I think i've seen all the episodes once in whatever i think there was one of the films um and i've seen that but uh i just wonder so this is ensign sonia gomez and she says some things that i say is she going to be I don't know what are the roles, leadership roles, uh, but does her character, at least in the canon, she's really saying it all, not just for this episode, but I say, I wonder if that's actually the future solution to the Borg. So really deep at this, uh, and I don't know if, the, I don't think there actually is a payoff in the, at the end of the episode, at least with Sonia, but, uh. So she's gonna have to talk says, please. for someone who just arrived uh, you aren't shy with your opinions, Jordy says she's she's nervous talking too much, no, well, I have a motor mouth when I'm excited, excited to be here on enterprise you know this assignment. This is when Jordy's kind of multitasking now listening phase of matter antimatter work is Jordy knows her specialty, she's the best uh, she says, okay, well, and he says, it's okay to be excited. Look, Sonia, maybe you shouldn't have hot cocoa or hot chocolate on the, um, near the workstations in engineering. I say, well, why, why'd they put one right by the, uh, right? Well, why don't they put some, like, she, they, it seemed like they only walked four steps and they didn't see a sign. Please don't take any beverages during, from this, uh, whatever, generator thing. I forgot, food moderator. But then she spills it on Captain Picard, but it's not warm. I mean, it's not hot. And just a little awkward moment. Her first meeting with, uh, she's a recent Academy graduate from Starbase 173. Well, and since Sonia Gomez, uh, I'll just change my uniform. Don't worry about it. Jordy does take the blame. Since he is chief, under, uh, you know, he's in, and then Sonya says, I'm excited to be here on the Enterprise, uh, promise to serve you and my ship. And again, I think this is also this humanism here. We see kind of that Sonya is a human, a real human being. I mean, I don't, like, uh, like, uh, I mean, maybe I'm projecting, but I say, wow, this is brilliant, uh. And then she says, first, and then again, you get, you say, Scoots, do you think one round of foreshadowing is enough? I say, no, first there was a deep foreshadowing, now it's more of a surface one. First impressions, right? First impressions are the most important. It's a meeting the captain won't soon forget. Bum, 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 then our captain goes to a turbo lift. turbolift one, I believe, uh, wants to go to the officer's course. Oh, no, turbolift two, sorry. Gets off. He's in a shuttle. Q's waiting for him. Mon Capitan. First, the captain doesn't realize it. Uh, Shuttlecraft 6. He turns around. Q. Well, you're careless. Let me clean you. He cleans him with a swipe. Uh, Happy to provide a cleaning service. Guard says, you're not supposed to trouble my ship. And he goes, I'm not troubling your ship. I'm not anywhere near your vessel. Neither are you. And the uh, captain sits down and says, yeah, you're in the middle of nowhere, computer. And then we get the opening. Then to go back, we have Jordy and Shesonia talking. 10.4 round slowdown. Only the best. Uh, we're going to be the first. I promise. q uh, Qhu Q-Hoo. Side shot. 104. Something quiet. Oh, ten forward. Gaining. Oh dear, with sound effects uh like a uh, Jason movie. Oh, yeah. the sound effects are like a movie with the movie uh, kid Jason, the kid that like uh, the kid that loves to go skating. She walks around for a while. First time to call the bridge. Uh, anything uh, uncertain or something? Unwarranted? More music. Shuttle. Cue over Picard's shoulder. Petulance. It will in time tend forward. Geordie now wants the help. Uh, Guinan. Leave we'll leave our full glasses and drinks here for you. Uh, Troy rolls up on the bridge too. She knows. Uh, computer, locate WTF. Uh, looks like the shuttle's missing. All stop. Uh, question: How does all stop work? Did di- the di- dialogue? Uh, I think I can assure. Take it easy procedure time engage first outer oblong Oh first officer log No it is to CRISPR Spherical Pattern No it is Oh he knows it's assumption That's what I said in the first officer's log Lots and nods between Data and Wes that's like one of my favorite things in that somebody noticed one time that when I said she moves in spherical ways, uh, I forgot even who, who, who moved. Oh, BB88 moves in BB8 moves in spherical ways. Uh, that was a song I've always wanted you to, the parody you two song you never wrote. BB8 moves in spherical ways, uh. You say, well, no, BB 8's on a moving sphere. It's different. Uh, and I'd say, okay, got me with the technicality. Holy moly. So, shuttle. Q has request ball. racket ball. Swoosh to 10 forward. Empty. Go-. She does the thing behind the bar. It was like a dream I put because she comes up behind the bar like uh, when you do the fake elevator thing behind the couch or whatever, but more like you'd see somebody in a dream. You're, like, looking at a bar, and then all of a sudden, and rises up behind it. Bridge, uh, in 10 forward, and that's our ad break. So let's see how it goes. So we got here the center screen, off left center, Enterprise goes underneath us. And then it jets off. Oh, that's your opening to the space, uh, the final frontier. Uh, Jordy's talking about reading Sonia's graduating thesis. Uh, You're the best. Uh, We would have requested you. Where are we going? 10 forward. You got to forget about work and relax. Look at the stars. You need to slow down. She goes, oh, no, no, no. He goes, you're awfully young to be so driven. And she goes, yeah, that's what it takes to get on the Enterprise, you go- go silly goose. Uh, Jordy Lieutenant, uh, he goes, it's okay. Go on. She says, you know, this is uh, whatever's out here. We're going to be the first humans to see it. Uh, and I want to be a part of that. I want to understand it. And he says, Sonya, relax. You're here. You've made it. uh, but you can't be banging into walls. Uh, I'll be there for you, believe me. It, it, <laughs> that ends up not being foreshadowing. Or he says, I'll be there for Ensign Gomez uh, to get her work done. But for you as a person, not so sure. And we have a Guy, in, and she's having a convo at the bar with somebody who's drinking uh, something the color of Mountain Dew. And she starts to look around, she senses something. Arms at her side. Hmm. She moves, like, very, uh, swiftly. She's staring, looking around. Definitely senses something. Sonya and Jordy are having a conversation about work, uh, and, uh, you know, Jordy's explaining a bit, uh, get a nice close-up of Guy in his face, uh, and then she turns away. She keeps walking. She's about to go. So, oh, no, she calls the bridge. Uh, 10 forward. They say, you never called the bridge before. That's what uh, Riker says. Captain on board? I don't know. Everything all right? I don't know. Anything unusual? Uh, I don't know. Wharf. anything unusual? Nah. Why do you ask? Uh, she goes, How, how's the... Uh, uh, this is the, the shuttle monitoring system. Who's in charge of that? Forget forget. I called. And she shuts off. Then we go back uh, to the shuttle. We see an overhead shot. And uh, Q's kind of bugging Picard. Uh, locator beam's not going to help you. We're too far away. They're not going to look out here. Uh, he goes, stop this. Give me, give me back to my ship. And Q says, change your attitude. Petulance does not become you. We've got business. Uh, guards like this isn't going to compel me to talk to you I'm not going to play your games he was right in his ear it will in time and we go back to Jordy, and uh and then Jordy says excuse me Sonia guynon, what's up uh staring out the window everything okay she goes I don't know And Jordy knows. Jordy's intuition kind of vibrates with guidance. He says, I'm going to go look in engineering. But, of course, they don't clean up after themselves. Troy knows something's up. She says, where's the captain? In his quarters. uh, She goes on her screen. Nope. She goes, I'm calling him. Not answering. Commander Puckard's not on board, the computer says. Wes and Data have a look. Shuttle's missing from Bay 2. All stop, answering all stop. And uh, we ship we see the ship go to go to stop. Uh Worf says I've hailed the shuttle all frequencies and nobody's no response. Uh, Sends not not in this sector, no ships in this sector. Riker says, I think we can assume Picard's on that shuttle. Wes says, Well that doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then he says, Take it easy, Wes. Uh, methodical search. It's so a spherical pattern with us at the center. First plot a search pattern. Maybe they do a spherical thing later. But they do exactly what Q says at first. Uh, search and engage crusher. Then the first officer will have 42761.3. Can't determine why or how. The card left. Uh, Can't even be certain he's in the missing shuttle, but that's an assumption on which we're proceeding. Six hours uh, we've been searching. Can you imagine six hours with Q just sitting around there? That's when they go to Spherical Pattern, widening the area beyond Warp Drive, um, exchange of looks and nods. Q's playing uh, racquetball. I'm ageless. We could stay out here all day, Picard. Picard's arms are crossed. He's ignoring the child. Enterprise will continue without me. I don't care. And he goes, you're an impossibly stubborn human, Q says to Picard. Picard raises his voice, return me to my ship. Uh, he, and, uh, Q says, if you give me a full hearing, and Picard says, okay. Then they're on 10 forward, proper venue. For our discussion, Picard stands up with WTF. This is when Guinan just rises up behind the bar, like out of a dream. Like she's in a dream, too. Then on the bridge, like Captain, or Worf says he's back on ship, and the shuttle's back on the ship. Uh, Captain Picard's intent forward. Zoom on Riker, who's smiling. And he heads out uh, to go look at him, and we go to a commercial. So let's see what we got in my poetry. On Riker. Oh, and Wharf. Uh, that was before. Enterprise. Uh but it looks like I put Interpolice uh not wing music or howling music. Gynen VQ. They both use hand powers. Uh Guinan two hands, Q one hand. Ricard raises his voice. Uh Redoubtable, willing and able. Not all Q are like. uh, Picard dramatically sits at the bar, fixes his shirt, uh, sends Worf out. Q was kicked out of the continuum. Uh, Love, is that what it says? Love Riker over Q's shoulder? Simply speaking, we don't trust you. Picard, be prepared. Q and Guinan have a secret, uh, Riker smugness, not resolute, help not required. Q pouts them off in a spin. Q! Exclamation point dot dot dot. Slow stop, uh, bailing. All stop, uh, Or bridge all stops. Stay. Stay deuce. uh, Stay tooth. Oh, status. Status. uh, Status. That's how Picard says it. J25. Two years plus. POS. uh, I don't think that's what that's. 185. That's what it is. uh, To Starbase 185. Why? Companion. Composition. Captain. Com- com- uh, oh, he says, uh, com- com- Compromiso, ca- Capitan. Picard and Riker lean into Guinan. Stop back now. Dom Mesa looks uh, ship a captain's log. Compelled to investigate, uh, Call M. Series of roads. Only rips in the surface. We are being probed. A ship. A cube. Full scan. A yellow alert stand down. Str- something generalized. Uh, Picard stands. an input. Uh, she makes off to room she was uh, oh oh so they call her she was already staring out the window what, what something she was already watching what w- waning borg shows up uh y- w h i d f i e d is working uh we have an intake, uh, ad. <laughs> so, some writing. So, let's see, we go to commercial, come back, All stop, uh, or the, uh, maybe the enterprise was already stopped. Guy, and it says, I knew it was you, you, occurred you, you got to get this creature off your ship, uh. And I can do it for you. And uh, Q raises his hand like he's going to use some magic. Gynen raises hers. We've had some dealings two centuries ago. This creature's now what she appears to be. She's an imp. Uh, anywhere she goes, trouble follows. Beardcard goes, dude, you're talking about yourself. Cut the projection. Gynen's not the issue. You are. You said you would stop meddling with us. And Q says, I have. And Peter says, what do you want? State your business and get on with it. Q says, she's diverting us from my purpose being here. So they lower their hands. Uh, Riker rolls in with Worf, which is, oh, redoubtable Riker. Microbrain. Growl for me. Let me know you still care. And Q says, my purpose is to join you. Join us as what? Member of the queue, willing and able, ready to serve. Uh, the ship is already home for, it like, what about home for a homeless entity? Homeless? You got kicked out? And Guynon says, some of the queue a continuum are respectable. Picard goes, really, ready and willing to serve, like starting at the bottom? Could you handle being a crew person? What task is too menial for an entity? That's when he pulls down his shirt and sits down. And Q says, Are you mocking me? He goes, No, I'm not mocking you. He goes, Your mission is similar. Uh, so, we're, our, your mission, we're seeking out interesting life forms like you. It's provocative learning about you. You're almost chaos. Uh, and Q says, Let me present my argument, Captain. Goes, uh, yeah, I was asked to leave the Q Continuum. i uh, been wandering around vaguely, bored, without purpose. Uh, then I remember all our good times. Riker says, good times? You put us on trial. Then you ask me to join the Q Continuum. And uh, they go back and forth. Uh, Here's where I want to be, Q says. Uh, think of the advantages. I don't need any special treatment, uh, although I can't imagine why you can't, I'm not going to renounce my powers, uh, to become as weak as all of you. Guy and like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm going to get back to work. Uh, and Picard says, no, he goes, come on, please let me try in fairness. And they go in fairness, uh, you're not being fair to us, uh. False equivalences, like Q's specialty, I guess. It, uh, it, it, Picard says, well, we just don't trust you. That's how simple it is. Uh, and Q says, you might not trust me, but maybe you need me. You're not prepared for what awaits you out there. And Picard, holy moly. I mean, talk about life lessons. Life lessons for a captain from uh, Commander Picard. Uh, how can we be prepared for what we do not know? Uh but 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 I do know we're ready to encounter it. Uh and they say, Really? Yeah. That's why we're here. Q goes, you're arrogant, man. And he looks over again and he goes, They don't know what's out there. And she goes, They'll learn. The Adapt- adaptation's their greatest advantage. Uh Q goes are moving too fast, faster than they should. By whose calculations? Uh this is where it's like gets into Greek and Roman tragedy or comedy, or whatever, uh, where it does feel like these are kind of two god-like figures, uh, Guinan and Q, but, like, uh, you know, not all-powerful, so they're kind of, like, looking at these humans, or, you know, could look at it as a model of, like, whatever our internal consciousness, uh, and how they're both trying to care for us in different misguided ways. Well, actually, Guinan is, uh, more like, oh, well, I'll be here while you learn your lessons. As hard as that would be for me to just be here while you learn, I can't intercede. Like didn't accepts a lack of control, where Q is uh, more like, well, what can I do to push you to learn? And he says nothing. You know, you're not ready for what's out here. You're moving into areas of the galaxies where wonders more incredible than you can possibly imagine. So it's not all bad, but it's, you know, he is like, uh, he goes, I'm just offering myself as a guide, uh, and you're rejecting me. And Riker says, we'll just have to do our best. uh and he goes, you're smug. He goes, it's not smugness, it's not arrogance. We're resolute, determined. This is Picard. And your help is not required. And Q is just so mad that uh, he spins the ship out, a guy, and says, don't do it. And the ship spins across space, slows down. Q glares at them as it skids. It's not fully stopped, just in a dramatic way. Ricard stands up. Where are we at? All uh, stop. Uh, status: Seven thousand light years. We just traveled in about two seconds. Just system J twenty five. Two years to the nearest star base at max warp two days and seven months. Uh, then Riker says, why? Well, I'll give you a taste of your future. Adios. A preview of things to come. Con permiso, Capitan. The hall is rented. The orchestra engaged. And now it's time to see if you can dance. And Q goes bye-bye. They look at Guinan. He goes, Guinan, your people have been here. What, uh... And she just nods. She goes, yeah, what can you tell us? And she goes, if I were you, I'd start back now. So, again, a different, you know, goddess or part of our internal makeup. Uh, Then we go to Captain's Log, 42761. Well, Guinan, but despite Guinan's warning, I'm compelled to investigate unexplored sector Six planet, that's when they find the planet, roads, but no cities. Wasn't in highly industrialized, uh, but now there's nothing. Is this in kind of city or planet? I don't know. Uh, it's identical what happened to the outposts along the neutral zone. We're being probed. Source of the probe, uh, a ship. It's on intercept course, Worf says, on screen. Uh, zoom in. It's like a big cube. Guard says magnify, though not zoom in. But full scan, yellow alert. Uh, keep the shields down. We don't want to provoke it. I sir. data. What can you tell us uh, about this ship? Uh, strangely generalized. No specific bridge. No command center, no engineering, no living quarters, no life signs, uh, no indications at all. Wharf, what's its alert status? uh, No shields, no weapons of any known design. Guard says, hailing frequency, open. Hey, this is Jean-Luc Picard, USS Enterprise. No response. Captain Picard. Federation of Planets. Uh, he goes, Guinan. She's already. He goes, activate your view screen. But she was already looking out the window at it. Uh, we need your input. She goes into her office, boots up her, yeah, I'm here. Got my view screen on. And Picard says, is this familiar? This life form? She goes, yep. My uh, people encountered them a century ago. Destroyed our cities scattered by people throughout the galaxy. They're called the Borg. Protect yourself, Captain, or there'll be trouble. Card turns, shields up. Uh, I, sir. Old decks stand by. We see Geordi in engineering. And then somebody appears in engineering, a Borg. Uh, just kind of standing around, looking at stuff. Uh, something out of, like... Uh, kind of a, like a 80s, 90s industrial scene with somebody's on board from the 80s, 90s industrial scene. And then it goes to commercial. What do we got here? Face-off, uh, something. Jordy looks at Borg, Worf and Picard, a Cyborg, checking out screens, a visual survey. A Q shows up. Uh, Enhance uh, Howard. Picard raises his arm in peace. Ignored. Q still pulses. Uh, starts using green lasers. wharf ins and outs. Worf fails. Borg shows off. Uh, use. winter Cam memes. A big block. Uh, Oh, use whatever means necessary. Big blast. Uh, another one shows up. This one has a shield, turns and glares, gets what it wants. When when it leaves, it takes three things maybe off the board. Star means double check that on the tape. And goes uh, face off, conference room, dialogue. Ex, uh, exposition and Problems uh, were being hailed on screen. Just a tall. You will be punished. Uh, send, uh, don't, don't defend yourself. Picard grunts at 2045. Oh, 2545. Collection Minds of all of them. Cue on screen. Teases tractor beam and music. and stays behind. Warp ape any heading. 18 second lock on. Borg cuts a cylinder out. a uh, laser like a roast. Uh, t- tenant that bar fire. Tenant that bar when ready. Again, tractor beam released. Uh, Dang red 27 18. Picard turns pissed to 20%. Uh, Picard sne- sneers. Conference. Jordy and new critics. Fused Jordy. Very matter of fact. Uh, stop it, Sonia. A shield's right, right of course. Conference. What exclamation point? I wouldn't go there. Riker rebellious. Uh, lots of looks in the ad. All right, so let's see, we got face-off between the ship uh, and the cube. Uh, Jordy's watching one of the Borg. It uh, was like probably looking to download music or something. Worf and Picard and a bunch of other security staff show up. Uh, what's up? Uh, they watch the Borg, who has, uh, is a cyborg status. Uh, it's making a visual survey or something. I don't know. And now it's in here. It's looking at the computers. Uh, Q shows up. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, not like anything you've ever seen. Enhanced humanoid. Here it says, uh, what is it you want? Uh, raises his hand. We mean you no harm. Do you understand me? It just kind of ignores him. Q says, understand you? You mean nothing to it. Uh, it's not interested in your life form. Just a scout, first of many, here to analyze your technology. May attempt to gain control of your ship. I wouldn't let it. And then it starts to like shoot some laser red, but well, it's more green lightning stuff. Uh, guard says, you Can't interrupt my ship. He says, Worf, Worf, uh, you know, it was it fires, it doesn't work. Uh, it throws one of the ensigns, then Worf's any means necessary. Worf shuts it down, and it's uh, still functioning. It has like this robotic arm, uh, And then another one beams in, a little bit different stylistically. Uh, One was right robot-handed. This one's left robot-handed. It also has a shield, so Worf can't do anything. It does what it wants to do, which is like, I don't know. And then it, like, turns the power on and off for a second. Then, okay, it goes to the other one. Takes something from the chest. It takes its, like, ocular stuff. Uh, So three things, and then it jets out. Uh, And then the the other, like, uh, sleeping one jets out. Left a mark on the rug. Then we got a face-off again, conference room. They bring Guinan, because Guinan's had contact to to participate in this conference. Are you aware of what happened in main Engineering, Guinan? Yep what happened with your people in the Borg? Uh, she goes, well, I wasn't there personally. But from what I've told, they came into our system, and uh, when they left, you know, we to, you know, it wasn't great. Uh, and she goes, if they weren't that aggressive, she goes, she goes, well, she goes uh, they don't do things individually. That's not their way. When they come, they'll come in force. They don't do anything piecemeal. In the initial encounter data says is just gathering information. And Gannon goes, Yep. And Picard goes, How do we reason with them? She goes, You don't. Or she goes, I never know anyone successfully to reason with the Borg. And then Worf says, Captain, they're calling us, uh on screen. That's when a robotic voice says, uh at first Picard says, blah, blah, blah. They go, We've analyzed your ship and uh Can't handle us, so don't defend. Just let us do whatever we want. Out. They said, don't expect, you don't want to be punished. Uh, Picard says, counselor. And she goes, this isn't an individual mind. Uh, There's no leader. Troy says, this uh, collective minds of all of them. Picard goes, I guess that would have advantages. Uh, Yes, single leader can make a mistake, but combined. Then Q comes on the screen and goes, oh boy, sure you don't want my help as a member of your crew? And he disappears. Then the tractor beam locks on them. I wonder if Q has ever been theorized in, like, fan fiction to just be a figment of Picard's imagination, or how much of it was. Uh, They go back to the bridge, beams drain in our shields, it's going to pull, you know, we're in trouble, get moving. We're held here, by, it's a tractor beam. Oh, okay, shields. We got eighteen seconds. Take out the take out the uh, tractor beam. Got it. It takes a couple shots. Uh, shields are down. Then that oh, that's when they uh, take out a part of the ship with like a laser, just a cylinder. Of a uh, few i mean i think all one cylinder of the um whatever that thing's called the uh, the um u f o part of the ship is cylinder- what do they call it i forgot platter and then terminate that beam Picard says whenever we're ready whatever it takes, so they managed to do that they actually put a big dent in the ship again then they put two two or three more significant dents in the ship uh And tractor beams released, uh, our whole, we're maintaining integrity, but 27, 28, 29 on four, five, and six, uh, not, not good. So, you you know, crews down by 18 folks, guard gray, you know, what's the condition of the other ship, uh. 20% 20% damage uh, to their vessel. Guard is very, very angry, breathing through his nose, uh, mouth closed. And he goes back to the conference room. Smells worse than, you know, a cue a without a bath. Uh, then this when Jordy kind of. Uh, Sonya's stressed, obviously. She'd like, I say, okay, don't you have, like, a. Other doesn't shouldn't C- C- Troy's staff be like right in. I don't know. How do they handle it? what's the protocol? This a stressful situation, you know, but I guess as what Jordy's saying is we got to get our work done. We got to get these shields operative. That's the number one priority right now. You got to ante your what matters. Uh, then they go back. Yeah, and then, can you tell us anything more about the Borg? Bits and pieces, they say anything. She says, okay, they're organic and artificial life. It's, you know, Borg is short for cyborg. Uh, it have been developing for thousands of centuries. That's a long time. And then Q shows up, Borg is the ultimate user, unlike any threat federations faced. They don't care about politics, wealth, or power. They're just interested in your ship and its technology. And then they'll consume it, uh, and that's end of story. And Riker says, "This is all your fault, man." Q says, "Please." Uh, And then Picard says, "Okay, take it easy." Uh, And he goes, "This is a serious situation." Q, Uh, "Is this an illusion or real?" And Q says, "This is as real as it gets, just like my so-called life." Uh, And then he just jets out. And everybody's like, dude, what a, what a punk. Uh, and then Jordy says, we got the shields up. Uh, okay, that's good. And uh, Worf says, okay, I'm looking at I'm working on it. Uh, and uh, Riker says, well, we're going to have to deal with them. Maybe we should find out more. Visit their ship. Uh, and Riker says, yeah. Picard guard goes, okay. Assemble a minimal way team of the most essential members of our crew. And he goes, what are you doing? What are you Like, what are you thinking? Uh, so this is like, a, like, yeah, this balance of overprotection versus overcriticism or something. So Data, Worf, and Riker and they to go to the other ship. Uh, Troy even has to, like, she can't even believe it. And we go to a break. We come back from break. CLD face off. Riker, Worf, and Data stun. No life signs energizes Borg have standing desks, uh, and they're in the workflow. Riker uses the term them and it's like that, like a museum working collectively data sits locks up. He says, uh, something like a juggernaut. I didn't know what he meant by that. Uh, walk to work. Uh, someone's walking to work, uh, War from Riker, stop, fascinating, don't see us, or they don't see us, or, they, like, I they don't care, is uh, that, camera pulls out, ship is huge, a bridge, a dialogue, walk in the halls, steam and sounds, nursery, incredible. And then I mistook this, like, Picard says, describe it, Riker takes a big pause, it can't. Biological then implants. Uh, humanoid brain. That's just a term. They didn't show that. Don't worry. Uh, data's taken readings, regenerating, repairing chip, beam them away. Picard says, let's get the H-U double hockey sticks out of here. Engage. Big music in pursuit on screen. 10 to 3 power. Repairs live, uh, we see maximum morph 8.5, 8.8, 9. Photon, no. 9.65 gaining. Q shows up out of your something. Stay where you're baking, Ed. So yeah, they have the captain's log. We've been provoked. Uh, gaining calls them the Borg. We've neutralized their vessel. Riker's heading there on the way team to learn more. Uh, Late in the coordinates, let's uh, put you in the least damage section. They they head out, energize. First they're ready for action, but then that's when they realize the Borg are just at their standing desks focused on their jobs. They're confused, you know, why don't they react to us? Uh, Why aren't there any life signs? And data says, yeah, we were looking for individual life signs. This is all one. They go into these slots. They become a part of the ship. Only when they're in slots kind of data in, indicates. But because someone was walking around, I say, huh, I don't know. One time I went to a bar in Las Vegas that was like a, the uh, Star Trek bar. It was in a hotel, I think, that doesn't exist anymore. This was in the, uh, I think it was in the Auts. Uh I think there was Borg there. Go ahead, number one. Reading's incorrect. Uh, Borg crew. Some kind of stasis. Explain slots along the wall like compartments. Borg are somehow interconnected, working collectively. Uh, we're gonna try to get into their main computer. Uh, Data looks at one of the workstations, standing desk again, like uh, with man, you know, into, like monitor built into your mind. Each slot's designed for a specific Borg data says. uh, I see the spot where they make the connection. Uh, Technology required is like uh, mind-blowing, far beyond our capabilities. Got to be a lot of advantages, including speed. That's when one Borg just walks by and ignores them. Then we see the massive size of the ship. Uh, Pretty cool special effect, very industrial as the camera pulls out, uh, and they see O'Brien said, so get ready, O'Brien, in case there's trouble, there's more walking around. Uh, that's when they say, okay, they, they, these border are like, they grow up. Uh, it's like, it's like a bizarre part. Uh, someone got their first, you know, on-screen credit, uh, and, uh, that's when Data says, yo, they're, they're all repairing the ship. That's why they're, they're so focused. And that's when Picard says, okay, let's get everybody out of there. That's why they haven't noticed our existence. Uh, the Borger in pursuit as they start to try to leave. Picard just like, they do that zoom where he walks towards the camera. And we see the ship following them. 10 to the third power. We see the ship starting to repair itself. It's speeding up. Even it's regenerating. They can't outrun them. They can't stop them with the photon torpedoes. Like Jordy, even you know, tries every trick. Uh, they try the torpedoes. Uh, they're gonna follow this ship until you exhaust your fuel, and then you will be yours. Admit it, Picard. You're out of your league. You should have stayed where you belong. You see Picard glare and that was a little bit like the scene is a little bit like, uh, the second, uh, star, the third star Wars trilogy, the second movie, uh, last Jedi. I think that was the second movie, right? Uh, but yeah, they go there. Oh, okay. Let's read through this. Unable to maintain the gap. Uh, yeah, they're coming after us like on star Wars, uh, Draining the shields. Twelve percent closing. Forty-one percent fire. Not damaging. Q can outrun them. Relentless. Lost. Last something. Oh, well, lost shields. Lost engines. Q makes a speech. Tractor beam. It could then they say we'll use some torpedoes? Data says that could mess us up. Uh, more music. Drama. Music. Q. I'll be leaving then. Q, End this. Moi. I need you. I need you. Pleased snap. Uh, sin, spin back. A slow stop. A Q. Bit of a jerk. Uh, Starbase 83 engage. Guiding and Picard playing like three level chess or something. Picard is, uh, Picard stress is so good. Right thing for the wrong reasons. Uh, Kick in on Kumpfifee. I don't know what that says, so we'll run through it here. So yeah, they're trying to run from the Borg. uh, Unable. They're trying to drain our shields and then we'll be helpless. Uh, So they're just going to keep following us. Uh, Shields are reduced. Photon torpedoes don't work. Can't even damage their ship. Uh, Can't outrun them. Can't destroy them. If you damage them, the essence of what they are remains. They regenerate and keep coming. Eventually, you'll slow down. They are relentless. Uh, Org ships draining our shields again. And the shields run out. Then the power goes out of the ship. Uh, Photon torpedoes. that's when data says don't do it. Can't, you know, four time approach are going to mess up our ship. Uh, more drama music, a lot of looks. But they they get ready to fire. Q says, I'm going to be leaving. Uh, and Vikar says, End this Q. Moi? What makes you think I'm either inclined or capable of doing that? Uh, and Picard says, "Come on, if we you can't won't be able to have, kick us around anymore uh, if we're gone." He goes, "You, this is a great speech. You wanted to make us worry. You made us worry. You want to make, show us we're inadequate. You did that. Uh, I grant that. Such a, like a, a like a way of using defeat as uh, say, if you want me to say I need you, I need you." And that's when Q fixes it all with one snap. He's so pleased with himself. Uh, he spins the ship. Uh, everyone seems confused because you know, obviously they travel millions of miles in split second. Zero seven zero mark six three right back where we started. And Q disappears, and then goes, so that was difficult, uh, back, back to, uh, any man, another man would have been humiliated to say those words, uh, but, uh, you, you weren't afraid to ask for help, uh, and Ricardo goes, I understand what you did here, but, uh, this, I couldn't, you could have taught me the lesson another way, dude. Uh, so it's not safe out there. It's wondrous with treasures, uh but not for the timid. And then he disappears. Mr. Crusher set course in near Starbase, uh, course laid in, uh, for Starbase engage and they get ready to head out. Enterprise goes over our left shoulder or my left shoulder felt like, uh, and then the, this is Q set in events, a series of motions, bringing you in contact with the Borg. This is Guinan, sooner than should have. Uh, now, perhaps when you're ready, it might be possible to establish a relationship with them. But for now, for right now, you're just raw material to them. But since you're aware of, they're aware of your existence, and then they both pause, oh boy. They'll be coming, Picard says, and Guinan says, you can bet on it. Picard leans back, very thoughtful, deep breath, stands, uh, paces, turns, and says, uh, well, Q maybe did the right thing for the wrong reason. What do you mean? How so? Well, perhaps what we most needed was a kick in our complacency. To prepare us for what lies ahead. Every and Ganim share a long look. He looks at the game, makes his move. He was gold. Uh, Ganim laughs, uh, and I guess the episode comes to a conclusion there. So uh, that's the end of the episode. Pretty good one, uh, I think. Uh, good night, everybody.